and welcome to the Illenials Podcast. My name's Marcus, the voice that makes you moist. I'm Seth. I'm Smith. Oh, damn it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Start from, from the, the beginning. Top. Start it over. That was a joke. Who oh, okay. I, was, I was about to start. <laughs> okay, I'm Seth. I'm, I was just impressed that Marcus started his... Um, Introduction on a conjunction. I was like, that's a, a pretty bold move. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I like to shake it up around here. Yeah. And we have a guest, a, a, a non-regular lineal today. Reveal yourself. Hello, guys. Uh, my name is Ben. You may know me from the four other times I've been on. Yes, he is our most prolific guest so far, considering Marcus has become a regular. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we're here to talk about Avengers Endgame. Yes, yes. The, uh, a movie you might have heard of it. Just a, it's so good. A little Making indie, a little bit of money. A little indie project. <laughs> kind of a small Just indie a darling, bit. if you ask me. Yes, it uh, made one point two two billion dollars in three days, um, breaking the record set by its predecessor, Avengers: Infinity War, which took eleven days. Mm. And yeah, it's the. You can call it, it, it it's it's we live in this weird time where there's going to be more Marvel movies, but it's the finale to to me, what I say is it's the finale to the the saga that was started with Iron Man, the original the first Iron Man movie in two thousand and eight or seven, whichever it was. Seven. Seven. No, it um, was eight. It was eight. Yeah, it was two thousand eight. Hmm. We're fact checking. Y'all are really good about keeping. Iron Man was in two thousand and eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right, the end of my co- my first college year. Right. Gotcha. Yes. So. This was started all those years ago, and it all culminated in a 22-film series that ended with the movie we're reviewing today, Avengers Endgame. Um, easily one of the biggest movies of all time. So, anybody got some opening remarks? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I'll go. Um, when I first saw this movie, uh, I saw it in IMAX 3D, because I, I just had to, I had to, I was incredibly excited for this movie, so of course I had to see it in the best possible condition i could i sat fifth row so the screen just kind of wrapped itself around me and i just got to be engrossed by this movie and coming out i uh, my honest earnest opinion was this has to be one of if not the most amazing cinematic achievements uh ever ever to happen uh i feel like in 40 years we will look at this movie the same way that uh, people looked at the first Star Wars whenever it opened up back in the 77. Wow. God oh, damn. Oh, that's yeah, I can agree. Um, I don't agree that seeing it in 3D is the best possible uh, way to see it, but I respect your your uh, position on this. Well, I mean, I, I think IMAX 3D is a little different from just your average real D 3D. Cause, uh, that's true. Because uh, they, I, I don't know if you've ever seen a movie in IMAX 3D, but they have this little presentation at the beginning where it's like synchronizing your screens and it's just shooting the 3D at you. And I legit found myself backing my head into my chair because I was like, whoa, this is coming right at me. <laughs> I, I, I was legitimately a child. I was like, wow, it's coming right at me. Wouldn't that be a good way to actually, like, murder people and be like, oh, you're just in a 3D movie. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. just yeah. actually kill them. I mean, uh, sure, if you're a sociopath. So, so you were like those, those people who first saw that movie of the train coming at the screen, and you were like, oh, no! <laughs> yeah, when Iron Man flew towards the screen, I ducked. <laughs> oh, nice. I good ran chance. out of the theater. 
right. Uh, Marcus, what, uh, some opening thoughts from you. Um, well, Avengers Endgame was double great for me because, one, I didn't have to pay for my ticket. Mm-mm. Nice. <laughs> Secondly, oh, oh, it's, oh, it's everything. Everything. I, I made that sound so many times in the theater. I know, okay, right? <laughs> there are just so many incredible moments in this movie. And oh, it has an amazing climax. And it's just orchestrated so beautifully. I need to watch it again and buy it. And then maybe buy it again. Who knows? Wow. Well, Marcus, I think there's some balance in the universe because as you didn't pay for your ticket, I actually bought two tickets. D- Whoa. <laughs> because. I was so scared that I might not uh, get off work at my regular time. I bought a ticket for um, 6 o'clock. Uh, actually, I bought one for 7 at first, not realizing there was a 6 o'clock show. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll make it there on time. And then I was like, oh, there's a 6 o'clock show. So I bought a ticket for that too, although I didn't know if I was going to make it on time. Um, but I had the 7 o'clock one as insurance. But I did make it with the 6 o'clock one, and it was awesome. And yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed the movie a lot. We're going to talk about it very extensively in just a minute. But yeah, it was uh, an awesome experience, and I'm, I'm with Ben. I, I feel like we're going to look at this movie uh, uh, very, very influentially, influential, as a very influential film later in history. Uh, I will say that going into the film, I had a uh, very low energy level. Wasn't really looking forward to this movie. Wasn't anticipating it a whole lot. I I guess I felt kind of burned out, I suppose, on Marvel movies at this point. I saw Captain Marvel, and that one was just kind of eh. And so I didn't really, I don't know, I wasn't really anticipating it. Uh, but when I left the theater, I was very much pleasantly surprised. I will say that uh, they really pulled it together in the end. And uh, it was a pretty satisfying, uh, pretty satisfying payoff. So... Uh, very obviously, you can tell there's some contrast between expectations going in. Me, me, Marcus, and Ben seem to have been high energy at the beginning and higher oh, yes. energy at the end. Oh um, yes, and we have a, have a little bit of a different opinion, which is it's nice to see somebody who had, I guess, uh, lower energy going in. But yeah, so uh, just to do a quick little previously on the Marvel Universe, um, uh, before this movie and the last movie, Infinity War, it ends on the big huge revolutionary cliffhanger that Thanos snaps his fingers and half of all human-esque life we don't they don't really define what they mean by like life yeah. basically just people and <laughs> they, who have some sort of human-esque figure they all say he disappear. eliminated half of all living creatures but you know yeah. plants mm-hmm. I mean technically they did get Groot so they, they got one tree I guess he counted for a lot because no, they were in Wakanda and no other trees disappeared so, <laughs> no um, sentient trees yes so he did that and uh, people uh, cried and wept because they're uh, idiots who don't understand how movies work and there's going to be a sequel where they get them all back uh, because these people uh, print money and they're not just going to let them go away for that reason mm-hmm. I, I, I would just want to point out real quick that's more of a comic book thing than a movie thing. And this is it's a comic book movie, obviously, but the whole like bringing characters back from the dead because they, you know, because they have to or whatever, more of a comic book thing. And you can you can forgive so many people who got started with comic book like material through the movies for not seeing that coming. Well, sure, but also like, I mean, I, I'm in it through the lens of 
Black Panther, three months before, made a billion dollars. Yeah, they're just going to give him up. He's well, just not, gone forever. Not everybody's as cynical as we are. Or just, I guess, as... Informed. S- smart. Dude, that, was, that was super... That hurt my heart. I was like, yeah. I was like, Chadwick is going to be fine. Don't even worry about it. He, he, he reached out his hand to her. He's like, this is a terrible place to die. He's like, you're right, my king. Oh, where are you? Where are you? King? My king? <laughs> You guys know how old Chadwick Boseman is? He's like uh, late thirties or something, right? I thought he was like less than that. He's like thirty-three. He's, no, he's forty-two. What the fuck? Oh my yes. god! Yes, or forty-one. One of them. I know he's like. I know he hit forty-one at one point, like last year, I think. So yeah, he's incredible. He looks obviously. He looks. It's like that we talked uh, on our regular episode this week about how Samuel L. Jackson is seventy mm-hmm. and looks and fine amazing as heck. Exactly. We all want a slab of that man meat. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, I think about it sometimes. 42. No, wait, hold on. Sorry, he portrayed Jackie Robinson in the movie 42. Ah, uh, maybe that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> hold on. Yeah. His actual age is, if I can get to his stat here. Damn, he is 41. He is 41. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Good stuff, and Chadwick. Then, I don't know what you're doing, yeah. but, you know, help a brother out, please. <laughs> Do you think on his next birthday he's going to look at the poster for 42 and be like, I'm there? <laughs> probably I'm with, not. I, I'm with you, Jackie. <laughs> He'll probably look at his bank account and say, oh, 42 million? I made it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, after Black Panther 2, he's going to have enough money to have grandkids, 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 grandkids. Um, so yeah, a half of an undefined amount of life has been taken and they evaporated into like ash almost and just fell to the ground um, as if they were gone forever um, and that's where this movie that's where that movie ends and this movie opens up the op- opening of this movie was kind of cool one because I thought I kind of thought they started the movie a little late I was like wait a minute is this actually the beginning because there was no fanfare there was no anything there was no oh this is the Avengers we just see our, our, our favorite boy, Jeremy Renner, standing out there with his family, having a good time. And then, we don't have to explain the whole scenario, they all disappear when he's not looking. Mm. And it was like, whoa, this is real. And then we get our fanfare, and we're into the movie. And the movie, basi- the movie basically starts at the, the very end of the last movie, almost. A little, little bit of a, a time difference here. Like a month later. Yes. And uh, Tony Stark has he's been rescued by Captain Marvel, who had her own movie this year, and he's uh, he's pretty much gone space crazy. Is probably the worst, the best word for it. <laughs> he was uh, wasn't very very easy to talk to or be around. He he was very malnourished by that point. Yeah. Yeah, and probably lacking in oxygen. <laughs> Yeah. I thought the scene where him and Nebula played uh, paper football was pretty. Uh, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. I liked that. That was cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And it, it kind of goes to show you that. I mean, yeah, she's not like she's not the worst person to have around, but also it kind of shows you how grating it can be to be around Nebula for that long and not have like real human contact. <laughs> and, and this is a vast improvement over past Nebula, just to put yeah. out there, as we see in the movie later on. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a more humanized Nebula by this point. She's no longer 
killing machine who's yearning to please her father. She's been through some shit, and now she she's able to relax just a little bit. But you can always tell that she's a little she's always on guard, but she she's willing to let her guard down just a little bit. Yeah. And so after all this happens, you know, you get a couple of laughs, a couple of feels, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, the movie hits hits us with what I think is one of the great fake-outs of cinema. Anyone want to talk about what happens next? Allow me, gentlemen. Go ahead. Holy crap. <laughs> Mark is stepping up to the plate. <laughs> so basically... What's left of the Avengers, they're sad about everyone they've lost, the fact that they lost their fight, and they're like, okay, we're gonna go get Thanos. They found the energy trail, boom, they're after him. Cut to Thanos, in his garden, chilling, just picking fruits yeah. for <laughs> Making lunch. Making, like, like <laughs> star fruit soup or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This man, is like, half of his, like, torso is, like, burned from... The Infinity Gauntlet. He's just like, oh man, time for some yeah. lunch. Gets him a fruit, chops it and up, he's puts just, it in He's like pot. stacked as shit. He's ripped oh, yeah. from head to toe. And he's just like picking these little star fruit. He's like bigger than everything in the world. Yeah. And he's just like oh. doing it all like it's normal. Yeah. I, wanted, <laughs> I, honestly, wanted, I honestly wanted to see more of uh, Thanos on his farm. Just kind of see what he does in his day-to-day. Does he, oh yeah. Does he have <laughs> space cows that he tends to? I yeah, wanted we're going to see talk about that in a little bit. We will oh, talk about man. that in a little bit. I want to see a Thanos farming simulator 2019. <laughs> oh, That's what I want to see. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, he's, he's cooking up his lunch. And and for a second, he's like, what the hell is that sound? Boom. Captain Marvel right through his roof, giving him the chokehold. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, okay. All right. Next, you know, you got the Hulkbuster coming up from under him, grabbing his arm. He's still wearing the Infinity Gauntlet, by the way. And... Thor. Of course Thor comes in and got the axe to the throat. He's just like, oh man, oh. So they're all here and they're like, yo man, where are the Infinity Stones at? Oh, you forget. Thor cuts off his fucking hand first. Yes, oh, they, very true. Infinity <laughs> is limp on the ground and they see there are no stones in it. Yes. And they're like, yo Thanos, where'd you hide the stones? <laughs> And my man Thanos, he was like, yo, man, those, my job was done. I don't need that distraction. I destroyed him. <laughs> Slow very, clap for Thanos. Yes, very emotional response from the rest of the Avengers. They all thought he was lying. They're like, he's just saying this just so we won't track him, oh, yeah. beat him up. And by the way, him. Nebula jumped in was like, hell, my dad made me crazy, a murderer, and all this other stuff, but he ain't a liar. Yeah, Nebula's like he's not a liar, and then uh, and one of the more one of the more visceral things you see in a Marvel movie, Thor just chops his head off. And the face that Thor makes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> when he realizes that in the previous movie Thanos didn't lie to him <laughs> when he said yeah. you should have gone for the head, buddy. That's <laughs> true. Um, just just sealing the fact that he could have stopped this whole thing. <laughs> it's all your fault, Thor. <laughs> you did this. So this kind of sends the, the heroes into disarray. And most notably, we see a, as, as you described it, Smith, a very slow title card that's like five. 
years <laughs> later. And I like, I like how they even pause on later as if we don't know what's coming next. Five years before. Yeah. <laughs> Five years is a long time. <laughs> like, what do they think is going to happen? Anyway, I'm here's saying, three months later. This, <laughs> this whole opening of the movie like my energy level was very low like the music never really gets crazy there's no big like action scenes it's just like a pretty like, somber sort of procession from yeah. the infinity war and it, it carries that tone for a good little while probably until ant-man shows up and even a little bit after we're gonna get to in a second and i thought that was a, actually a pretty good way to do it like just start on a downbeat everybody got beaten last movie and then we, we rise from there thought yeah. that was a Good thing to do. I just want to say that when I saw that five years later time card, I was like, hold on. Wait. <laughs> Wait. I have to live with with what happened last movie? Everyone's just fucking dead? Holy shit. Yeah, Marcus Marcus went through all the same he went through all of Dabda right there. I did, like, oh my god. My heart was in this movie. <laughs> I'm glad your name is Marcus, because you are a Mark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're off the podcast. Don't um, worry, don't worry. I marked out later in the in the, in the film too, but I yeah. just now realized your name was already Mark, so we're good. Yeah. Don't oh, shame him for using wrestling terminology. <laughs> it's, it's long before wrestling. Um, but so what happens next? So this is where we don't have to. This is a three hour movie. Let's summarize the whole thing. This is kind of the yeah. inciting thing that happens. Yeah, you, you get this cool like, oh, they killed Thanos. Like they got the Infinity Gauntlet, all this, and you realize it's all for naught. And you get this five years later. And you kind of get to see the effects on these characters. Like, some characters, they have big, they have very violent emotional changes. Hawkeye becomes a cool-ass Tokyo gangster murderer. <laughs> and just has cool, like, sword fights in the rain with, like, neon sides beating yeah. down on him. He basically becomes the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, kind of. He becomes the Punisher. Just apparently flies around the world and kills everyone who's bad. And I kind of, like, want to see a movie that takes place during those five years. It's about Hawkeye. To, like, see some, like, crazy thing he starts doing. So you get that. You get this guy. His whole family is taken from him. And he, now he's just going to go back and do the only thing he knows how to do, which is beat up, kill, run, do whatever he has to. Um, you get uh, some a surprising... Uh, one thing that I don't see mentioned a whole lot is that um, a big, big leadership role was taken up by uh, Black Widow. She kind of becomes this, uh, what would you guys call her in this scenario? Like, commander. Yeah, she kind of is a commander, and people, like, everyone's dispatched, so you've got Captain Marvel out. But Captain Marvel basically takes care of every planet that isn't Earth, for, for the way she talks about it. <laughs> I think Nebula and Rocket are also handling some of that work as well, yeah, they're probably on, they, not nearly as much. Yeah, they're on, like, two planets, and she's on, like, 10,000. And then, also, new haircuts have happened for everybody as well. Let's not forget this. Yes, people are not happy about Captain Marvel's haircut. People at my theater literally fucking booed. Why? Wow. I don't know, man. They just booed when Captain Marvel showed up again with her with her different haircut. What? What That's fucking like... nerds? <laughs> but I cannot let this opportunity pass to talk about Black Widow's decision to let her hair grow out. And not like she, and you know, she had red hair originally. She dyed it blonde at some point in the, in the films, and now she's let it grow out to where half of it's blonde and half of it's red. And y'all, it looks fucking ridiculous. Dude, she said, "Fuck it." She's like, "I don't care about cutting or dyeing my hair anymore." I've, it's been five years since half the fucking 
undetermined biological life was taken from us. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about my hair anymore. Yeah, half half of everyone is gone. Like, as you saw in the opening when it's just panning over the empty city, it's just all the boats have, like, washed up on shore. No one gives a shit about baseball anymore. And just... Oh, she, no. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> people give come a on. About no, that was different from today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she she doesn't really have any reason to you know, maintain it. So she just lets it grow, grow out. You can also uh, see that uh, she's just kind of bored. She's kind of depressed. She doesn't really have anything to do. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the two, the two big things I guess we see at the very beginning um, from characters are Black Widow and Hawkeye. Um, Kind of like two different, they take, they take this tragedy in two very different ways, but have some common ground, which is interesting because they, are a very inter- a very important pairing later in the movie, so it's cool to see their emotional beats be kind of uh, go, go like perpendicular to each other, if you will. Uh, Captain America has taken over Sam Wilson's role as like a, a support group leader. Yes, he supports uh, the director of his movies, Joe Russo. <laughs> <laughs> Who, by the way, this should be mentioned, is playing the first gay character in a Marvel movie. Yep. Some nameless person at a support group meeting. Yeah. Yep. So. Were there people out there making a big deal out of this? Yes. Yup, as usual. Oh, why? Of course. Yeah. They don't like that Captain Marvel is a woman or that there are gay people. They don't, they don't like either of those things. Well... I'm talking about the other direction. People who are make, who are like angry. This is the first gay person in a Marvel movie, and it's just oh. like this. It's just like, some angry about it from, from the from like a liberal side of things. Like you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's you, you can't please anybody. So don't worry about it. Maybe Marvel should just do the J.K. Rowling approach and just make everybody gay yeah. now. Yeah, everyone <laughs> is gay. Yeah. You know Hawkeye? Iron Man and Pepper Potts are both gay. Yeah. Hey, get the Infinity Stones and snap. You're all gay. Yes! Oh my god, Marcus! <laughs> I know. I know I'm brilliant. That's the best punch-up ever. Dude, if Thanos wanted to save the universe, just turn everybody gay. Boom. Problem fucking solved. Yeah. No that's, more babies, right? That's a Who good point. Them? Yeah, you wouldn't need them anymore. You'd have all this disposable income. Goddamn. Um, but yeah, my idea for the the in game, or I guess it would be Infinity War porn, would be Thanos gets the gauntlet, and snaps, and everyone gets boners and starts fucking. Yeah, there we go. Ben would watch it. <laughs> of course, I would. <laughs> Have you guys uh, seen like this little like drawn meme where uh, Thanos is choking out Captain Marvel, <laughs> and she says, "Harder, Daddy." And half the Avengers like what? That was like what? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's. I also said that the one of Ant Man small uh, mode jumping towards Thanos' butt. <laughs> oh, you mean the most popular meme of all time? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, that was a that was a good week to be on the internet right there. Mm. Uh, we also see that that uh, how does this say her name? Is it, is it Danai Guerrera? Okoye from, from Black Panther? Yes. I purposely didn't say her name because I don't know how to pronounce it. 
Like, she's holding shit down in Wakanda, and I hope you like hearing that one thing, because that's all you're going to see from her until the last 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to I be mean, fair, in the Black yeah. Panther movie, they literally, like, they were like, okay, we'll tell everyone we exist now. So, if you want to go any further than that, it's probably going to take another five, ten years. Yeah. To be fair, there are some underserviced characters, just because there's so many goddamn characters in this movie. Um, I will say that this part of the movie, the the five years later part before we get to the how they're gonna save the goddamn world, before, how we get, before we get there, my biggest complaint is, I know it's a three hour movie and you don't have time for a lot, but I would have liked to have just seen a little glimpse of like, what what is actually happening in society, like what's happening in politics or economics or like even the medical industry, like how are hospitals operating, like just something like, what what was the actual effect of half of everybody disappearing? on like the regular ass people yeah i really wanted to see something like that too because we got a little we got a little tidbit of it at the beginning with uh hawkeye and just all and just his uh his daughter and his wife disappearing because not everybody knew what was going on at that moment so i wanted to see what was happening with everyone else i wanted to see what it looked like across the world when people started disappearing i wanted to see just uh, somebody, uh, a couple in a car, the person driving the car disappears. You know, people are in a plane and then half of them are gone. Some people start thinking it's the rapture. I wanted to see a little bit more of that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Holy they crap. do mention in the very beginning, before the five-year time jump, that in that one month, already multiple gov- world governments had already collapsed. Yeah, which is like, which hey, show me some of that. But yeah, so this is this is kind of the part of the movie where, like I said, you hit some emotional beats with characters, and you see them in a, a pretty vulnerable position we've never seen them in before. They uh, they're just trying to hold shit together because they don't know what to do, and they don't they don't even know if they if there is something they can do right now as far as the whole Thanos problem goes. Until Ant Man shows up. Ant Man shows up. Scott Lang, played by, and I'm not exaggerating, my favorite actor of all time. Paul Rudd. Hell yeah, Paul Rudd. Bold, bold statement. Yes. Of all time. Okay. Yes. And and the thing for Ant Man is only five hours passed for him in the quantum realm, yes. and that happened at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp. Exactly. So he gets saved by a rat or a mouse. Disney. Uh, maybe they were trying to imply something there y'all let's just throw this episode in the trash can and start over let's let's, let's give it another shot from the top everybody I didn't make the Russian doll joke I was hoping you would have forgotten about it I'll never forget the Russian doll joke I don't know if it fits in this podcast we'll see if it fits in this episode um, There's a moment when Scott Lang is like riding through the street and he asks some kid what happened, and the kid doesn't even say anything. He just gives him this dirty look. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> How dare away. you ask me that question? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you, jackass? Yeah. I mean, on one hand, I was like, yeah, fuck that kid. But on the other hand, there's that like that stare he gives him. There's probably a lot of pain behind behind that stare like what like maybe he lost his mom or his dad or or his family I mean, or the rest of his the, family with the face he made i'm thinking he lost everybody yeah <laughs> yeah but it's been five years answer a stranger's question my dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> my dead mom told me not to talk to strangers well, well, look what happened to her that's the last <laughs> thing she ever told me <laughs> <laughs> she's disappearing I don't feel so good, my son. <laughs> and one last thing before I go. <coughs> don't talk to strangers. 
But definitely do stop in the middle of the street and look at them for about five seconds. Yes, yeah, nothing yeah. can go wrong there. Yeah. So, Scott Lang finds out that he has been declared one of the missing people when he goes to this uh, monument, as obviously there will be a monument there with everyone's name. And uh, then he goes to have a nice little uh, emotional moment with his daughter. He sees that she didn't disappear, and he gets to go see her again. And she's obviously much older, because it's been five years. She's, like, grown up now. Yeah. She was... I think she was legitimately older than Paul Rudd. <laughs> like they were, she was above him in age at that point. I remember, her, I remember her Ant-Man being a tiny child, and now she's like, she could probably drive in this movie. Yeah, it's been five years. A lot happened in five years. Look at those Game of Thrones kids. Oh, they grew yeah. up so fast. Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to. You don't want um, to? That opens okay. up a whole other so, can of worms. I'm not sure what happens between these two events, but the next thing I remember really clearly is that is that Scott Lang then shows up at the Avengers headquarters. Yeah, and he's like, hey, what happened? They're like, it's been five years. He's like, no, it's only been five hours, you stupid idiots. <laughs> and we see this nice dynamic play out that you don't, uh, that I don't think people were like really counting on, in that Scott Lang, if you watch Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, he has been exposed to very little of the Marvel Universe. Basically, very self-contained plots for him. Except for when he was in Civil War and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but, so this is what he's like, Infinity Stones, Thanos, what is all this shit you're talking about? And, it, and there are a lot of funny moments where he's just like, yeah, I don't I don't know what anybody's fucking doing right now. Like, <laughs> and it's it kind of, it's a kind of a cool thing to see, like, because Scott Lang is probably the most everyman of these guys. He's seen the least, he's very, he's a good... Uh, what do you call it? Like a, a conduit for the audience, um, and he's like an, or a stand-in for the audience, and uh, really plays that dynamic out pretty well. Yeah, him along with Thor, they're they're kind of mainly there for a uh, uh, comedic uh, comedic relief. But yeah, so uh, Thor. Yes. We got something to talk about with Thor. So we get to we we do get to see Thor. Uh, he's been he he took the the loss to Thanos really hard, and he took it even harder when he um when he didn't get um. That kill, the kill wasn't as satisfying. So we, we go to Asgard, and we see that uh, he which has... Which is on uh, Earth now, by the way. Just, yeah, which yeah. is on Earth now. New Asgard. New Asgard. Yeah. And what? we see that... I, let's just put it this way. I, I don't want to body shame anybody, but anybody on this podcast could pretty much successfully cosplay Thor now. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah I saw him walk out, and I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. I have something I could do for Finally. Atlanta Comic Con. Thank you, Russo brothers. Yeah. I literally just saw before we started this podcast. I was talking to Marcus about it before we started. Someone said that Thor in this movie is terrible because he's fat phobic. Wow. No, like it's making fun of fat people for Thor to to have a beer gut. No, it's realistic. That's what happens when you spend five years drowning in your own sorrow, doing nothing but drinking beer, playing video games, and eating pizza. That's what happens. Oh, Fortnite, of Specifically all Specifically playing Fortnite, <laughs> which Marvel has a big promotion with, so it makes sense. As I said, I love the contrast between Thor and Hawkeye. Hawkeye goes and becomes like a badass, brooding, dark, like killer who you know murders criminals across the world. And Thor hangs out in his pigsty of a house with his two best buddies from space playing Fortnite. Yeah, and Thor becomes a depressed, alcoholic gamer bro. Exactly. And I, I like Fat Thor for that reason because yeah. it shows that this this person we've always seen is fearless and just the the most heroic image we have. 
can be torn down by tragedy and can act just like the rest of us and become a fucking sloppy pig sometimes. <laughs> exactly. And also, a uh, peak white trash guy, he fucking the guy's dreadlocks. Yeah, he gets rather, He uses Stormbreaker to open beers. <laughs> um, Beautiful. He's he, he tra- so he trash talks on the, the internet. <laughs> he's basically the Big Lebowski now. Yeah, exactly. they all, and uh, fucking Iron Man calls him that later in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, now, Seth, what's going on with Iron Man? So Iron Man, you know, doing pretty good. He was like, you know what, Lot stuff went terribly. Um, and I have a new, I have a new outlook on life. So he, he's finally settled down with Pepper and they started the family. He's got Pepper and his daughter. And it's cute, obviously. His daughter likes to play with his little gadgets. He even has a little, a little mask, a little, uh, little other, let's call it an other Iron Man mask that he says is for mommy, um, that we might see later in the movie that she likes playing with. And yeah, he's a cute little dad now. And he he likes uh, he likes having domestic life, but then uh, you know uh, responsibilities come a knocking in the form of a uh, Audi filled with three of our favorite heroes. <laughs> there was uh, there was an obvious Audi sponsorship with this movie. There really is. Yeah, like, every car was an Audi. Like nobody drives a Honda, really. <laughs> no, in the in this post-apocalyptic society, Audi's the only car that stands. Wow. They're, 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 yeah, so... Go they're, ahead. They're like cockroaches, you know? They, they, you know, the cockroaches, like, they can survive, like, a nuclear explosion. Audis are the cockroaches of vehicles in this world, I guess. Yeah. So, and this is kind of the part of the movie where... I know this is... It's really hard to say this um, because of how many people are in this movie. But after Infinity War came out, kind of all agreed Thanos was the main character. Yes, it was one of the first movies that was like kind of villain centric, and in game, Tony Stark's the main character. Mm -hmm. Whether you want whether you want to deny it or not, this the whole MCU was started not just because Iron Man was a good movie, but because Robert Downey Jr. played the shit out of Tony Stark all those years ago, and they saw the potential for more movies like this with more fun characters like Tony Stark. And I, I truly, honestly believe if it wasn't for that performance, we wouldn't be talking about Endgame right now. So I think it's only proper that the, the final movie and this big arc, he's the main character. Because he this is the part where he receives the call to action, if you will, the hero's journey. Um, he receives his call to action. They're like, hey, Scott Lane told us we could travel back in time through the quantum realm. If we get the stones back, then we'll be in charge of the future and we can get everyone back. And Tony's like, no, thank you. He, re- he rejects the call to action, as they always do, and says, I want to be with my family. I can't give this up. Very emotional, and he sends them their way. And they go to the next smartest man in the MCU, which is Bruce Banner, who has undergone a certain lifestyle change. Marcus, <laughs> you want to tell us about it? Oh, yes, I would love to. So, within the five years, you know, after the the decimation um bruce banner and the hulk have kind of uh broken down that barrier that was between them so we finally see our new bruce banner and he's he's the size and shape of the hulk 
but with the demeanor and intellect of Bruce Banner. So it's, yeah. it's he's not quite dance. full Hulk size. He's kind of like you know, still a big, beefy, like hugest thing you'll ever see, but not like at the hu- the full Hulk potential. But he's got the wit and the demeanor of Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner. Yeah, they basically consolidated, and uh, I think I think he's referred to as Professor Hulk. I think that's his name now. Nice. In the comics, he is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't this? Wouldn't in the comics? Wouldn't this be the uh, the Gray Hulk? Because that was no. Mister Fixit is different. He's he's more of like a a street smarts. Yeah. uh, He's a mechanic by day and then a mechanic by night. <laughs> yeah. Mechanic of blood and bone. Yeah, he just does a different type of mechanicing, depending on what time it is. Um, but basically, but yeah, Banner's Hulk. like, I'm smart, but this is not my field of expertise. I'm a biology guy. I'm not a mechanics or engineering yeah. physics guy. But they're still gonna give it that old college try. <laughs> yep. Exactly, and this is kind of the moment where we see, well, Hulk was kind of kind of like a bit of. Him and Thor kind of give us a bit of the good um, comedic relief we need, but this is kind of where we see how this whole five years has affected the what I believe, maybe I'm wrong, to be three main adventures. The three that started the series, Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. Iron Man becomes the family man we talked about and does not want to take his call to action. Um, Thor, you know, loses himself, he gains weight, he becomes a bit of a homebody, and just drinks all day. And Captain America is trying his best to stay in touch with his human, with his human brethren, and try and help people out in this time of need. And we, we kind of see how that plays for plays with them through the rest of the movie. And someone else can talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been our like our end game guide so far. Yes. I've been, okay. I've been well, enjoying it. <laughs> so this is where basically, if you get it, there's a bunch of bullshit that happens. But basically, Tony Stark's like, hey, guess what? You can travel back in time. I figured it out by accident. I was like, it wouldn't even work. I figured it out. I'm the smartest guy in the world. Um, and he's like, hey, Gwyneth Paltrow, should I uh, do this? And who care? Who even cares what she says? He's going to do it anyway. So he goes, and he's like, he pulls up in his Audi. <laughs> by the way, pulls up, throws back. He's like, hey, here's your shield back cap. I've got this shit figured out. And this is when he like he's like, oh yeah, if you flip a Mobius strip upside down and put it inside of a blender, and then basically you can travel back in time. That's what he figures out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you throw it in the blender, you divide it by two, you throw it across the street, and there you go, time yeah. travel. Carry the one. You got it. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, this is where I lose the timeline as well. When do we get to the taco scene? I want to talk about the taco scene real quick. Actually, that yeah, but this is around the park. Because... Oh, it does? Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. The, the, that's like before they even go and get Thor and shit. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, so there's this really funny scene where Ant-Man, he's like, has this nice taco built. You know, two, two tacos. He's like, damn, I'm so excited to eat this. And then the fucking ship comes down with, like, Nebula, and it blows all the stuff out of it. He's just left with a shell. And then Hulk comes over. And hands him two nice new brand new tacos that look so small with Hulk's big hand. <laughs> and it was just such a nice, cute little scene that I was like, "This is this is what this movie's about." <laughs> Doesn't uh, Rhodey call him uh, what's up, regular size man? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> regular man. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, when I first heard that, I, think I was like, Nebula... oh, Rhodey's not that big. I was like, oh, he meant because normally he's small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I believe Nebula radios Rhodey before that and says, Rhodey, be advised, like we have an intruder or something like that. No, like, they're, like, they're, they're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's an idiot here. So, yeah. Ant- good. Ant-Man gets his fair share of uh, punches just because he doesn't know as much as everybody else. Yeah, I kind of like his role in the movie as uh, he's basically, like you said, he's kind of uh, very much removed from the rest of the events that's going on. So he just gets to uh, be a big fan for most of the movie. He gets to, uh, yeah. he gets to, like we said earlier in the movie, mark out most of the time for all the stuff that's happening. Yeah. And this is part of the movie. This gets this sets up the basically the rest of the movie in that, and this is this. I'm not sure about you guys, but I one did not see this coming at all, and two was so excited when I heard the words time heist because <laughs> the idea they have is because they just they solve time travel they're gonna send they found out there's basically a, a point in time where three of the infinity stones were in New York City one was in what's the place what's that red skull planet called Vormir Vormir and two no there's an Asgard Asgard another one's in Asgard yeah so they find that out, and they're like, all right, we're going to divide up into teams. We all have enough to go. We have enough to go there and come back. So you got to go there, get the stones, don't encounter any issues, and come back. And it happens, and the movie's over. It was great. I was like, they, they went in, made no mistakes. Everything went perfectly. Credits rolled. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Um, so that's been our review of... <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of weird how the credits ended and there was just a, a whole hour of nothing but a black screen. Yeah, it and was crazy. More of those Marvel uh, lies, man. Like yeah. The Sopranos. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was very much like The Sopranos. This movie is basically The Sopranos. Um, but yeah, so they were like, what are the, what are the teams? We got, uh, we got Black Widow and Hawkeye going to Vormir. I discussed them earlier for a reason. Mm-hmm. We've got Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, and Ant Man. Who else goes to New York? Ant Man. They go to New York, and they're basically in New York during the time that the original Avengers movie took place. So you actually see events in the original Avengers movie coming on, and then Thor and Rocket Raccoon go to uh, Asgard. Asgard. And obviously hijinks ensue because you get to see little clips from the old movies and it's like oh look they were actually there and so they have they just have a bunch of really riotous fun basically um oh wait and nebula and roadie where do they go they go to the planet where oh we forgot that um, one guardians of the galaxy was taking place on yeah, the, 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 the beginning the beginning of Guardians of the galaxy where uh star lord gets the stone uh, that's where they go so uh, everything's looking good in uh, in New York. They they've got it all figured out, and we have this incredible moment where Captain America needs to take the the Loki scepter from the original movie, and he gets onto the the elevator, and it's the same same setup for the scene we've all seen in Winter Soldier, where he has to fight them all in the elevator. Mm-hmm. And then he just leans over. What's he say, boys? Hail Hydra! <laughs> and he gets the scepter. And it was the I'm I'm sure everyone's theater went wild. My theater went wild. Oh yeah, it was it was an awesome moment. I mean, um, my theater wasn't as animated as you guys, so it was just me screaming. Wow, that's um, almost better. Yeah, 
It's just one guy. Like, um, I'm screaming excitedly, and you can hear, like, little pockets of people laughing, because, you know, they get it too, but they don't want to be ridiculous. Like, F that. <laughs> yeah, apparently America is the only place where people actually, like, get hyped in theaters. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. Apparently in Europe, they're, like, they're making a bunch of memes, so it's like, oh, you guys were clapping during uh, Avengers Endgame, and we, we just don't do that shit at all. We just stay silent or, like, laugh if we have to during movies. Hmm. Well, it sounds Boring. like those places are dull places to live. I know. <laughs> How so, dare you show any amount of excitement at all while watching your movies and other forms of entertainment media? Ben, it's, Ben's really hyped on this one. We need, we need to come in to get yeah. too hot. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you, Europe. We don't need your <laughs> shit. <laughs> Whoa! Ben! Damn. Holy the crap! Man, man. Oh, the fire for Europe. I say we do oh another Boston Tea Party, but oh, bigger. Man. <laughs> How would that even work this time? I haven't thought of that yet, but we will do it. Yeah, let's go burn all their tea. Yeah, <laughs> that'll teach them. That'll teach them. Okay, next <laughs> up we have um... podcast over. Let's let's kill it, guys. Oh my yeah. god! So in New York, everything's going well, but then. Uh, so, who cares? Some trouble gets caused. The stone's out of their hands. Loki gets the fucking Tesseract, which is gonna play out some other way. Stone gets away from them. They fucked up. And Iron Man and Captain America decide, you know what, let's go even farther back in time. We only have one left. Nothing can go wrong. Let's just go farther back in time. And we'll be fine. And this is where we hit. There were some great hijinks in the New York part where... Captain America fights his younger self, which yes, is great. Yeah. That's great. America's ass. <laughs> yep. um, we we get we get some fun stuff with the, like this is a hail Hydra is great, but also Loki escaping with the Tesseract is pretty great as well. Yes. Lots of and also we get to see. By the way, so many like cameos are coming back of people. I'm like, oh shit, they came back for this one movie. Holy yes. shit! They were able to get everyone except Natalie Portman to film a scene from this movie. It's <laughs> Basically, exactly what happened. Pretty much, like I was surprised to see Tilda Swinton back. I'm like, oh, this is this is a this is yeah. great. Yeah, Hulk goes to get the the time stone, and he just goes to Tilda Swinton, and, and she's like, oh no, Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange doesn't even come for another five years, so you're 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 here too early. And then Hulk's like, okay, well, I'm gonna take it from you, and she just fucking knocks Hulk into the fucking spirit realm. Yeah. <laughs> and then talks to Mark Ruffalo for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Robert Redford is there too. Robert motherfucking Redford. They couldn't get Natalie Portman. <laughs> Look at Robert Redford. How busy is her I, schedule? I, will never I feel, I feel like Natalie this. Portman just like missed the text about it, and she was just like, no, "Oh shit, I could have been back." Damn. Natalie Portman said after Thor: The Dark World, she was done with the MCU and didn't want to come back. Damn. I didn't like it. I don't know. I just don't. You, you have to film one scene, and she went to the premiere. Yeah. On the red carpet and took the pictures, and she even gets a credit in the movie. She gets a whole credit card, not a mm-hmm. credit, a, ca- a card <laughs> in the credit. Yeah, they gave her special um, uh, Capital One credit card. <laughs> yeah, so that was just something that's so weird to me that she's like literally the one person that just wouldn't at least film a scene. It was just so weird. But yes, yeah, so we do get a bunch of cool. Oh, my, actually, my favorite hijink in New York is when uh, uh, Tony Stark is having the heart attack. So then. Thor puts the hammer on his on his chest and just bumps it a little bit of lightning and it kicks back on. He's like, I didn't know that would work. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I could have killed you. Yeah. 
Uh, Ant Man saying, "I'm going, I'm going inside you as well." Was pretty yeah. good. <laughs> I also like how they wouldn't let Hulk on the elevator. It's just, whoa, 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 hold on, buddy. <laughs> that we're over our weight capacity, and then Hulk's just complaining about going, taking the stairs the whole way down. Yeah, and so then we get to a point where it's, if we're, we're traveling on the New York timeline right now, and the New York stuff, Tony and Iron Man, or Tony and Iron Man, Tony and Cap, they go back to, what was it, 1970, I believe, mm -hmm. um, some army base. This is where you get some pretty important stuff emotionally for the movie. Um, maybe my favorite scene, honestly, is when Tony Stark talks to his dad, Howard Stark, played by the incredible John Slattery, killing it in this movie. And they talk, and Tony kind of learns stuff about maybe his dad actually wasn't that bad of a guy, and how his dad was just this, and his dad was that. And he basically he just figures out kind of how we he's kind of becoming his dad in some ways and also he's just like he's basically sympathizing with his dad as a guy who was just a guy back then and captain america randomly walks into a room because he's trying to get out of sight and who's on the other other side of the glass it's peggy carter, peggy carter. <laughs> the love of his life this, this is a call and response sometimes guys yeah. um and so yeah, and he sees her, and he like he stares at her through a window, and she never notices. He just like <laughs> literally like, sits there and stares. <laughs> and not once does she ever look over. It's like, is that is that Chris Evans? Yeah, like, is, is that the guy I knew for a long time? <laughs> to, to be fair, the light in the office was off, and she was very distracted by some files. Okay, yes. I will say that Peggy Carter aged incredibly well because Captain America takes place in, in 1945. And this is in the 1970s, and she ain't wow, changed one goddamn bit. Wow, that's pretty good. Um, and also, let's not forget, young Michael Douglas. Yep, young Michael Douglas, because they have to go get some more PIM particles to do the time travel. I will, and, I will, uh, I will say this. We even, see, uh, we even see Jarvis. Yeah. That's true. I, 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 will, I will say this about uh, Disney and them. They have that uh, de-aging effect down pat now. They, they, they are really good with it. Once I, Especially once I paid attention to it and Captain Marvel with Samuel L. Jackson, I was like, damn, they are good at this shit. Mm -hmm. It's kind of scary how qu how quickly they uh, they got good at it. Because I remember I saw it in uh, Rogue One and Civil War when they, did, uh, when they recreated Princess Leia and when they did Tony Stark in Civil War. And it, it kind of looked a little off, but now three years later, it looks it looks incredible. Yeah. Well, with Rogue One, they were just they were creating a person. Oh, true. Yeah. Um, I mean, go back to Tron Legacy. I was about to say Tron Legacy. Oh, yep. <laughs> Tron Legacy with Jeff Bridges. The the, the thing people talked about for so long with that movie was Jeff Bridges de aging, which today looks like kind of shitty, but kind of set the path for all the stuff we're seeing now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just want to take a second to to go off topic for a second, but did y'all see the freaking preview trailer for was it Gemini? Gemini, Gemini man, Gemini man, yeah. <laughs> that de aging right there—that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, but also Will Smith just doesn't age very much. Oh, true. So mm -hmm. they even got his voice though. Yeah. I mean, maybe they got the time stone went back yeah. in time. No, the thing was, no, up. I'm not sure if you guys know this. If you listen closely. All the lines he says in that sh that movie are lines he said in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So they just took that audio and dubbed the, and have him dub over it, or have him ADR it. Now. Oh, that, How come you don't want me no more? Was familiar. 
Yeah. So that's why Clive Owen's character is like Uncle Phil. That's weird. Yeah, the other guy's name is Jazz. <laughs> I'll be damned. Remember when Clive Owen picked up the Jazz character and threw him out? That's all, <laughs> all straight from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Holy shit. Yeah. So... So let's talk about what happens on Vormir for a second. Yeah, Vormir, like I said, we get some, some big payoffs to some stuff set in motion between Black Widow and Hawkeye. Well, Seth, if you want to take a breather for a second, I would love to talk go about ahead, this Go ahead, talk to us. Can I point right. out one thing real quick, though, first? Nope, for this go ahead, Marcus. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> I want to point out one thing. Seth said they couldn't get Natalie Portman back, uh-huh. but they also couldn't get Hugo Weaving back to play the Red Skull. He that is true. He said flat out, fuck no, I'm not putting that makeup on again. Yeah, Hugo Weaving, <laughs> he just doesn't really, he just doesn't give a fuck. He'll just never do something if he doesn't want to. Pretty much. Got Matrix and, and fucking Lord of the Rings money. Yeah. But go ahead, Marcus. What happens on Vormir? Alright, so we've got Hawkeye and Black Widow on Vormir. And if you remember from Infinity War, Thanos got the Soul Stone by tossing someone he loved off a cliff. So I think you see where we're going here. (laughs) Red Skull uh, informs our heroes what has to happen. The transaction that needs to transpire for them to get the Soul Stone to save, you know, their timeline or whatever. So, Black Widow and Hawkeye are just like, well, we both know what needs to happen here. Yeah, this is this is a weird moment to me because it's like, yeah, I get it. You you guys are probably the, the two closest friends, at least, you know, non-super, two closest friends in this whole fucking universe. And you care for each other and you both want another one to live. But, and I hate to say it, at the end of the day, Hawkeye has a family. Had a family. He No. Well, he's going to have a family again. (laughs) And he's got some real responsibilities. And no offense to Natasha. She admits it too. She's like, I don't have a family. What the fuck do I I matter? So she's like, yeah, I should be the one to die. But he just doesn't take that. So then, they have competitive suicide. (laughs) Because suicide's badass. Not really. That was just a joke from Always Sunny. Wait, what'd you say? I said, because suicide's badass. Su- no, suicide is badass. Actually, I heard suicide is painless. I, I think that depends on how you do it. What, is, that a, is that a lyric to some Bare Naked Lady song? No, it's the MASH theme song. Is it really? Yeah. What? It is, yeah. Wow, I've never seen an episode of MASH before. Me either, but I really? know that somehow. Hmm. So, Marcus, who wins the, the battle of suicide? Yes. <laughs> well, in the end, wait, because the winner would kill themselves. The winner so is the one that dies. Who, who wins? Natasha. Natasha wins. Yes. Uh, through some series of hilarious and, I guess, <laughs> heart-wrenching events. Yes. I mean, they really went for it. Yeah, I really did not know how to feel during that scene. Yeah. They really wanted to kill themselves. I gotta say that much. They, they I were really trying enjoyed as hard the as they could. I was watching that the whole time. I was like, man, I relate so much. Yeah, Ben was just <laughs> slamming his ham during that scene. He was like, this is what I've always wanted. <laughs> so much slam. I mean, ham was slammed. Yes, except with Ben, Ben's like, I just want no competition. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a one man bout. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, she dies, he goes on the little vision quest that you go on, apparently, and he gets the stone. Uh, Ben, what happens on that planet from Guardians of the Galaxy that Gamora and Rhodey show up at? 
Uh, basically, they show up, and then Nebula warns them they have to be careful because uh, they're not the only ones on this planet. Because then we learn that at the same time that Peter Quill was on the planet, they're uh, also the past versions of Nebula herself and also 2014 Gamora and 2014 Thanos. They're all in the same area searching for the same uh, Infinity Stone that... Uh, Star Lord is what? Which Infinity Infinity Stone was it again? Was it the Power Stone? The Power Stone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're all searching for it. Uh, they managed to get a hold of the Power Stone, but then because both Nebulas are in the same area at the same time, their uh, their 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 uh, their little chips. Their Wi-Fi still connects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, their Wi-Fi connects to each other and. Uh, their complications arise, and that's when they learn that uh, that there's more that there's more than one nebula on this planet, and pretty much this is where their entire plan starts to uh, crumble. Th th this is pretty much the catalyst to the rest of the events that transpire in yeah. the movie. Because at least uh, that version of Thanos, or that timeline's Thanos, finding out that this is the plot, this is what's going down. So he decides he's got to try to find a way to stop it. Mm -hmm. I just want to point out that we see Thanos tell the wizard alien to like look through her memories and figure out all the stuff that's going to happen in the future so he can use that to his advantage, right? Mm -hmm. But he still... I mean, I guess every part when Gamora comes up and immediately betrays him and like joins up with his enemies, he just, he just like, oh, fast forward through this. She's good. Yeah. Don't worry about that. She'd never betray me. <laughs> That's old shit. Which ironically... I was wondering a scene of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think about that. No That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Thanos, uh, like you said, he gets the idea of, like, hey, I could use this information to, to, to predict the future, sort of. And they do... They manage to snatch... Um, they snatch... They snatch Nebula, right? Before she can tell, uh, time yeah. travel away. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. Um, she like short circuits, remember? Yeah, but that was because of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying they don't like it's not they don't physically grab her. Like it's just she short circuits because of what's going on with the other nebula. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then they like teleport her uh, back to the yeah. They, they find her and they're like, oh, you're here now. And then uh, not not long after, Gamora betrays him as she always does. Yeah, and oh, uh, uh, evil Nebula takes part of Nebula, good Nebula's like head, and uses it to disguise herself as that one, and goes back in time, or forward in time, with everybody else. I do love the idea that she did that. People be like, "Does Nebula look different to you?" <laughs> Guys, Nebula hasn't really said much in the last yeah. five minutes. Nebula has a real. Not that different demeanor. <laughs> I think maybe she's like not wearing her glasses today. Like, did she, did she get a haircut? New haircut? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you beat me to it. <laughs> why, why is she pointing a gun at me? Yeah. Hmm. What's happening? I also really like the idea of Thanos like actually watching his future events play out, like his his destiny being fulfilled in front of him, and watch and seeing how he reacts to it. It's like I did it. I actually. Uh, in this universe, I actually did it, and then he sees how he dies. And I remember, like, when he sees it, when he when his head gets cut off, he's like, "That is destiny fulfilled." And yeah, you don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> he really didn't. Yeah, I do love how he was like, when he says he did it. Gamora was like, "By the way, what what, what did you do? You keep talking." About he's like, "Don't worry about it." Yeah. Okay, <laughs> don't fucking. I I did it. Why do you worry so much? Yeah. <laughs> 
but okay. And then on Asgard, I'm gonna run through it real quick. Um, Thor and Rocket Raccoon have to suck the fucking Aether Stone, which I believe is the the. The which reality one is that? Stone. The what now? The reality. That's reality. Stone. Reality Stone out of Natalie Portman, uh, with like a little syringe gun thing. Thor yeah, has a it's panic a, also attack. A taser. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thor has, like, a panic attack and a crisis, and his mom finds him, and she talks, and she's like, yeah, I know you're from the future, whatever, it's all good. Obviously, he's Raccoon. from the goddamn future. <laughs> <laughs> he weighs 200 pounds more than he does in that universe. <laughs> she even says it when she runs into him. He's like, yeah. you're not my Thor. Yeah. Her exact words were, goddamn, boy! <laughs> <laughs> you saw him five minutes ago, and he was like, yeah, cut. He was like, come on. <laughs> He was shredded uh, so like some wheat. <laughs> she's just like I, I, she's like she said I was raised by witches. I can see things. I'm like, what do you mean witches? <laughs> Anyone can see this. Yeah. So yeah. Expand on that. Yeah, expand. But, so, that's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the plan was to have Thor like sweet talk her and then stick her with a needle, but they couldn't do that. So Rocket Raccoon has to do it by himself. And yes, which obviously leave, we don't get to see because yeah. someone decided not to be in this movie. <laughs> which yeah. would have been freaking hilarious, honestly. Uh, yeah. You know what, to be honest, I'm, I think it's funnier happening off screen, to be honest. It's it's more funny to imagine how it went down yeah. than to see it. <laughs> yeah. But before they teleport away or, or time travel back, Thor uh, calls Mjolnir back to his hand, which... Which, I mean, leaves that timeline's Thor without a hammer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like the whole point of Ragnarok was he doesn't need a hammer. Like, he doesn't need a hammer. And they undid that in Infinity War and then undo it even more in this movie. Yes. But to be fair, shut up because it leads to the best part of the whole movie. All right, oh, I'll give so you that. True. Yeah. I, and, then, and then at this point, everyone's back, right? In the narrative present. Yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah. where's Natasha? Breaks down... They're all sad. But then they, they have to move on, obviously. We see the Hulk come out for a second, too. The, the original Hulk a little bit. Yeah, the original Hulk. Uh, he starts to Hulk out. Oh, he's there. But yeah, then they, you know, they're kind of, they're reconvening. They're like, all right, we did this, we did this, we did this. And then Nebula, with her, da- her darn haircut, <laughs> comes up, and she fucking unleashes Thanos onto this timeline. And it happens at exactly the same moment that that, they're, that Hulk is putting on the gauntlet and doing his own snap, so no one notices at first. Yeah. So they, you know, they get the stones together. Iron Man has built this cool, this cool, uh, infinitely expanding gauntlet that you just apparently just anybody can put on because it just fits to any form factor. Man, the, I mean, come um, on, it's Tony Stark. That, He's a smart man. That nanotechnology. That that's some, that's some great shit. <laughs> yeah, so they fight about who's going to put it on. They're like, all right, it's got to be Hulk because we saw what it did to Thanos. He's probably the only one who could take it. Hulk puts it on. He has the power, you know, surging through him. Ant-Man, not interested in this, is just looking nope. out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Ant-Man's like, I-, I know I'm the one who hasn't seen anything, so I'm just going to continue to not see anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, from well, his he, perspective, it's just a fancy glove, isn't it? Just let's true. not forget that when 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 that Hulk is doing the snap, all the other people like surround him as if they're going to like do something if like it goes wrong, like like fighting positions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Yeah, because like true. things could have gone horribly wrong. He could have reverted back to his original Hulk self, and they would probably have to fight him. 
And then Hulk gets his arm fucked up. Yeah, he's just fried, basically. Yeah, it was really interesting mm-hmm. to see that how how much the uh, the gauntlet affected him because you know Hulk's notorious for having a incredible uh, uh, he, uh, re, uh, healing power, and you never saw his arm. You never saw any skin grow back. You never saw that heal up. It was like that for the rest of the movie. So it just kind of yeah. demonstrates how powerful these things really are. Yeah, but. Right as that's happening, like you said, Nebula unleashes Thanos' ship. He goes in the air and just rains hellfire down on the Avengers uh, uh, Institute, whatever you want to call it. There is one small thing happens before that, though. Oh, wait, you're right, you're right. Which is when Hawkeye's phone rings and you see that it's his wife's picture on it. Which reveals that 50% of people did come back. And then they get blown to fucking shit. Yeah, so they just destroyed and a little deceptive because I guess like a lot of people kind of thought that Scott Lang got destroyed because he was like right at one of the windows and in any logical universe he would have been immediately dead but the idea I'm yawning the idea is that he uh, activates his Ant-Man suit thing and gets real small during the blast so that he can you know continue to live which which seems kind of weird because didn't they just use like all their pin particles they got more though I mean, freaking Tony and Captain got more. Yeah, they probably gave one to Ant-Man. Hey, you probably need this. I think that the time travel takes up a lot of those cartridges, but his t- style change only takes up a little bit. It's sort of like what I've seen. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah, I mean, if you just want to invalidate this whole movie, you're allowed, Marcus. <laughs> uh, but yes, they get blown up, and they get separated in the process. Yeah, once again, uh, uh, separate. You get you chunk off some of the people. Some are underground, some are slightly above ground, some are in this little sewer area, and uh, the gauntlet is with Hawkeye. The man Under the a ton of rubble. <laughs> uh, I, do, I do like how the gauntlet, like, throughout this whole final act, is just kind of thrown around and passed around like a football. Yeah, so, and then we get a pretty, honestly, a pretty badass line where it's uh, Nebula and Thanos and he's like alright go get me the stones and she's like what'll you do he says wait mm. <laughs> it's pretty badass I'm a big I'm a big Thanos fan I, th- I think he's a really cool character would you say you're a big Thanos yes <laughs> I would <laughs> yes, this I is would. the third time he has to cancel the podcast <laughs> and I mean, honestly, the only thing crazier than that joke is that Netflix made a damn show called Russian Doll, and it's oh not about Donald Trump. <laughs> honestly. He did it. So, Rocket Raccoon and Rhodey and Hulk are trapped. They're going to drown. Dread it. And Run Man's from it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ant-Man's going to come save them. Oh, Thanos is waiting. Uh, what else happens? In yeah. This so at this point, you know they're running around. Everybody's doing their little shit. They're everything's happening. Then Thanos is just sitting there, and then fucking Iron Man, Thor, and is it Cap are all standing it's there. It's Cap. They're just looking at him from a, a, a safest, safest distance, and they're just like, "All right, guess we're gonna do this." And they're like, "Yeah, I guess we are." And they're like, let's go do it. And then Thor's like, one second, I gotta braid my beard. So he gets some thunder. <laughs> and his hair looks all badass afterwards. 
And then they just slowly meander on up to Thanos as if they're, like, kind of nervous to talk to, like, the pretty girl at the party. <laughs> and, uh... Thanos, by the way, in this movie, finally has his cool-ass, like, double sword weapon. Like Darth Maul, but an actual sword. Yeah. And it wasn't ruined in the trailers, either. Mm-hmm. And... So, yeah, and they're like, you know what? Let's fucking throw down. So they do. They start fighting. Yes, and, and it's my favorite fight scene in the movie. Yeah, oh, it's very definitely. cool to watch the three kind of the, you know, like I said, the three big ones, the three guys who started this universe, um, try and lay some smackdown on Thanos. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- this was just the start of the incredible third act that may honestly top my list of climaxes in any movie. Ever. Yeah, the third act of this movie is a long fight scene that, in a minute, is going to get a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. So, they're fighting. Iron Man and goes first, gets taken out. Yeah, roughly. roughly. Momentarily, but Mo- yeah. Yeah, momentarily. Um, uh, can, we also, can we also talk about how badass Thanos is still at this stage, even without the gauntlet? He's still kicking everybody's ass because... Yeah, they... They made it very clear that he was powerful when he beat up the Hulk in the first movie without the gauntlet, without all the stones. Yeah, he only had like two stones at that point, but here he is. He doesn't have anything. If anything, he's just uh, like five or six years younger, and uh, I think by this point, he's just kind of established. He's not as old and wise as the other Thanos. He's like, I'm just going to eliminate 50% of the population to help uh, reduce all the problems that are happening. This one is like, I've seen my future. I have seen that I I do a gracious thing for you guys and you guys just spit in my face. You guys do not appreciate it. So I'm not going to do that anymore. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get the gauntlet and I'm just going to destroy this universe and then rebuild it. So that is yeah, his like, new I'm just going to fucking wipe the slate clean, make something new on the top of this shit pile you guys have, which honestly probably isn't the worst outcome for Earth right now. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> True. To be completely fair. And so the fight continues, and Thor gets uh, his shit kicked in. And then, out of nowhere, what happens? The coolest... I want to talk about this, because this this is my slam my ham, spray my DNA moment of this fucking movie. <laughs> Mjolnir flies over, and you're like, wait a minute, did... did, did 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 Thor? Did he call Mjolnir over to him? Did he? Did he? And then it, it kind of bounces off Thanos's back. And then who is fucking wielding Mjolnir? Captain America. America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and it is awesome. And because Thor was like, oh, I always knew he could do it. He's finally worthy. Not only can he fucking wheel me on here, he can summon the thunder. Yes. Which I think I think that's just a cool little that's a cool moment of character progression, not only for Captain America, but for Thor, because you remember in Age of Ultron, they're all having that contest to see who could pick up Mjolnir. And Captain America comes the closest because he manages it, he gets it to budge a little bit, and you see Thor. If you go back and watch the scene again, Thor is looking really nervous. But now they're both at a point where Captain America truly is worthy, and instead of being jealous and embarrassed, Thor's just really happy for him. He's like, I knew it. I always knew it. 
Although, to be fair, how happy would he have been if he didn't also have a bigger, cooler axe already? Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, it's like, that's I want to see weapon. that universe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so this fight goes on. It's cool as shit. They do some combos on Thanos, but Thanos still wipes him up. Mm-hmm. He's He still has the upper hand in this fight. And uh, so yeah, let's. Uh, what, what happens now, boys? What, what's the big? Well, before we get there, again, oh, I think you come back to these small details I love so yeah, much. Yeah, you, you do. Which is uh, the the hammer gets like gets knocked out of Captain America's hands, and he only has the shield. And Thanos splits the shield with his fucking sword, yeah. and then cuts it in two pieces, which is like something we were like, wait, vibranium can't get cut. Well, it fucking can. Yeah, it got cut now. And yeah, then the moment happens. Mm-hmm. Where Thanos summons his army, and it's just this giant fucking... Just, it's the things from Infinity War we saw. There are new, ogre-looking monsters. It's all of his lieutenants you saw yeah, in Infinity War. all kinds of shit coming at him. But then, a little thing happens. Tell us, Ben. ben. Yes, yeah. Ben. At first, what, what I really like about this scene is that at first, it's just... All you see is like a sea of... Cre- of uh, uh, like an army of uh, alien creatures coming towards the screen and all you see is just a tiny little Captain America in the middle and he's not ready to back down. You see him tighten his shield. He's about to go in alone. And then uh, you hear his radio go off and it is no other than uh, the Falcon who's wondering, hey, yo, where are you at? And then all but these... wait a minute, Ben. But yes? wait a minute, Ben. The Falcon disappeared at the end of Infinity War. How is this possible? Well, if you remember earlier, like 10 minutes earlier, when the Hulk snapped his fingers, 50% of everyone did come back. And that means... They're all back. Yeah, and that means so did Doctor Strange, which means that all these different time portals open, and everyone who was snapped away in Infinity War uh, heroically shoot out of the time portals. You're forgetting my favorite part of this little bit, though, again... Uh, I have to keep doing this. I hate doing it. Where Sam says, on your left. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> and they bring out fucking everybody. We get Black Panther. We get everybody from Wakanda. We get the guard, all the Guardians of the Galaxy that weren't there. They're all back. We get fucking Rescue is now in this movie. Um, Who is? Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, Pepper Potts uh, is now using the iron suit that Tony made for her. Um, so rescues there. The Valkyrie um, from New Asgard is here. All, all a bunch of people. Well, to all be the fair, fucking, the fucking Doctor Strange time guys or the little magic guys. Mm-hmm. An army of wizards. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's gonna complain when you get army of wizards as backup? I was waiting for the camera to pan over and we see the Atlanteans from fucking goddamn Aquaman show up. And then the sons of Batman. Like, let's bring them all out, boys. This is the big reveal. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. When we went to New Asgard and they were showing, like, it was just a, a little fish town. My first thought was, is fucking Aquaman in this movie? This is insane. <laughs> Most I guess I'm ambitious only, crossover. Only smart person on this podcast right now. <laughs> For a second, I was like, is Aquaman going to join the Avengers? Yeah. But yeah, I did think they were going to start just bringing out... I thought they were going to bring out the fucking X-Men and then fucking, <laughs> like, South Park characters. <laughs> just like, <laughs> fucking everybody Everybody's was going to be here. here. The Watchmen all, all are the here. All the Smash Brothers characters come out. The trailer... Samus, what are you doing here? The, the guys from Fight Club show up. Yeah. The trailer park boys are here. Yeah. The Matrix. Neo comes out. 
<laughs> the cast of The Office. <laughs> the Warriors. Uh, oh, what man. if the last punch was dealt by Stanley from The Office? <laughs> Jesus Christ is here. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus Christ does show up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was, I always suspect that they're gonna start just shitting out characters like from from anywhere, like even new Marvel characters. Never, never even comic books before. It's like, hey, look, here's. Here's metal guy. <laughs> Remember Squirrel guy. Girl? Here's Squirrel Man. <laughs> Squirrel Man. <laughs> but yeah, so they um, get everyone is out there and they're all ready mm-hmm. to fight. There's one, there's the, the arm the Avengers army. There's Thanos' army. And then the we finally hear the line we've waited for for so long. Captain America. Stands in the middle of them all and says, Avengers. And then he pauses for like five minutes <laughs> and says, Assemble. Yes. And this is when I popped a boner so hard I blacked out. <laughs> I didn't see the next two minutes of the movie. The I, ju- I just want to point um, out that during this moment, this from this moment, my my theater I was in went fucking batshit crazy from this oh, yeah. from, from this moment on, and also from my point of view, from this point till the end of the battle, I was watching this movie, grinning like a dork and tears just flowing down my face. I've never oh, cried yeah. tears of excitement and enjoyment before, oh, but what I was watching is something I never thought I would ever see on the big screen ever. This is the most comic booky comic book climax that has ever been put to motion picture. And I just couldn't believe that I was watching it happen. And it looks so good. Oh, it was magical. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I cried several times during this movie. This was one of them. We'll, we'll get to some of the other ones later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the big fight some... happens. They're all just going at each other. <clears throat> You saw some great little character moments in there, like Spider-Man finally activating instant kill mode. <laughs> yes, which was great. Um, Valkyrie also- gets some cool, like, in-air combat with those the big-ass snake things that are in the sky. We also get to see... Also, Ant-Man punches one of them just straight out of the sky. <laughs> yep. We also get to see Spider-Man on one of, on one of Valkyrie's Pegasuses. Yep. yep. <laughs> which is something I never thought I'd see. Oh, we should mention the giant, the Ant Man turned into Giant Man and saved Hulk and Rocket Raccoon and Rhodey. So yeah, that's, yeah, they're, yeah. they're all good. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Become, uh, oh yeah. While well, we're man. going back to to talk about parts we missed, mm-hmm. um, what was it? The part with Hawkeye, Gamora, and oh, two yeah. Nebulas. Oh, that is a very important part. So, so Hawkeye is the wielder of the Infinity Gauntlet, the new Infinity Gauntlet at this point. And what happens, Marcus? Oh, and um, so he runs into bad nebula and obviously he thinks it's good nebula because who there's no way they followed us through time to blah 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 but <laughs> bad nebula picks up the gauntlet and says hey dad i got the gauntlet <laughs> right in front of hawkeye <laughs> and he's like oh shit <laughs> he's like, oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck uh, so he's he's up he's in battle ready position and out pops gamora uh 2014 Gamora pointing her gun at Bad Nebula talking about hey hey chill we can stop him followed by current timeline Nebula which is like yeah you're like, you don't have to do this like you know you're never gonna get what you want that love and affection from your crazy psycho dad 
and you know our bad nebula is crying it's like yeah but i'm still trying and she was like she was gonna shoot uh gamora who was trying to stop her from helping her dad but current timeline nebula shoots past time nebula dead not like a stun shot like this is through her chest and then current nebula starts to disappear (laughs) which is exactly what i thought was gonna happen because (laughs) you literally killed yourself this is a this is time 101 don't do that yes they say earlier in the movie that back to the future rules do not apply Yeah. yeah and plus they've made they've basically made two separate timelines and in fact apparently no rules apply yeah. Pretty yeah, much. I don't. That's, I don't care about time travel rules, especially in this movie. <laughs> Just do whatever the fuck you want. It'll be okay. It, it, it is, it's so fun. I can overlook this time discrepancy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ben, you had something. And there's big fucking battle. Yeah. yeah uh, I, an, another thing I, I originally wanted to say, like when they were bringing everyone back, uh, it reminded me of the scene in Spy Kids 3D. I don't know how long it's been since you've guys yes. seen that cinematic wow, masterpiece. It's been at, so yeah, long. Where at the end, the toy maker comes out of the game and he has his whole army of invisible robots who are going to destroy the crap out of Austin, Texas, where which is yeah. where, of course, uh, Rodriguez uh, shoots all of his movies. And uh, Junie just goes in and is like, call in everyone. You get the whole family. You get the villains from the previous movie. You get fucking Steve Buscemi flying in on his flying pig. I watched this movie two weeks ago. That's why this is so fresh in my mind. I was going to say, you have such a vivid memory. Why did you watch Spock Kids 3 two weeks ago? Uh, I saw it on Netflix. I'm like, huh, it's been a while. Let's check this out. Steve Buscemi? <laughs> Steve Buscemi plays a wild character in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Steve he's Buscemi like, he's like riding on a lawnmower. He's like, I don't think God loves us. Yeah. <laughs> he actually says stuff like yeah, that in this movie. Yeah, yeah he's, he basically says, you think God stays up in heaven because he too is afraid of what he created? In a kid's movie. It's the best movie. It's the best movie, okay? Yeah. Wait, wait. Isn't, isn't Steve Buscemi playing God in, like, some new show? Yeah, Miracle Worker. Yeah, he's Workers. playing in Miracle Worker. It's a great show, by the way. It, it's really good. Um, but back to Avengers Endgame. Um, so a big fight happens, and we're, we don't have time to explain who punches who and why. But a lot of punches are thrown. Um, and then kind of the big... There, there's So there's two kind of things going on. They want to... Time travel again to try and stop this from happening, but obviously Thanos destroyed their time travel thing, machine thingy, and he destroyed the base. But somehow surviving it was Ant-Man's van from the beginning of the movie. So they're like, all right, fire it up. We'll get over there and we'll travel back in time and we'll fix all this shit. Thanos gets wind of this, doesn't like it. Hold on. The goal was to send the gems away so he can't get them again. And then the fixing this entails killing Thanos, and then worrying about the rest of the shit later. Yeah. So they have that plan, and so the two things they have to do to get that to happen is to start up the van's time machine and get the uh, gauntlet with all the stones to the van. So this is when you get a little bit of a football, like a little, like a little, like a little rugby game going on with the uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. Still starts with. I get, who who start with Nebula? Good Nebula? Hawkeye. No, ha- yeah, Hawkeye has it. And then we pass it over to... Is it Black Panther or Spider-Man who gets it? Black, Black Panther. Black, Black Panther. Panther gets it. He runs around, does cool Black Panther stuff. Spider-Man gets it. 
<laughs> and he gets the most shit. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. He does like a little bit of a Ferris Bueller's Day Off kind of <laughs> thing all on his own. And then there's a big turning point in the battle where Thanos starts to see it going against him. So he tells his battleship to start raining fire on the on the battlefield. And yes. they are just blowing this shit out of everybody, killing people. The wizards are just like putting up shields to keep people safe from the fire. And then they stop shooting and all start shooting at the horizon. And they're like, what are they What are they shooting at? And they're like, something in the atmosphere. And then fucking all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, comes Captain Marvel. And she just punches directly through uh, Thanos' battleship two times. <laughs> yeah, and it just comes crashing to the ground. And Thanos is like, like oh shit. Again, in my theater, big boos for this. Crazy. Boos? I know, right? Mm. Theater is so There's lots of booing. Mm. Theater. Did, were you in the theater with a bunch of fucking incel dorks? Yeah, I think it was a bunch of MRAs. Good lord. Honestly. But I will say this. In my theater, I sat next to a couple, and it was apparently the guy, his his first ever move, Marvel movie he'd ever seen. First ever movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I his girlfriend... It is explaining literally everything to him the entire time. And that's not, that's not a problem for me. But then, when, when Gwyneth Paltrow shows up in the movie as Pepper Potts, she's like, okay, that's uh, Pepper Potts. She's Tony Stark's wife. Uh, she's playing with different actresses in this movie than all the other ones. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How wrong you can be. Has, has she ever seen Gwyneth Paltrow before? That's amazing. <laughs> Was she getting uh, her confused with Rhodey? Yeah, <laughs> that is a common thing that happens. Even though that'll be just as funny of a mistake, considering he's played Rhodey for so long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Yeah, you see him. I wanted to lean over and just be like, "She's wrong. It's the same actress." Yeah. Don't listen to anything she says. Yeah. Also, she doesn't love you. Yeah. Um, yeah. She just changes her hair a little bit every movie. That's it. Yeah, she's the same old Gwyneth Paltrow who sells weird stuff to people and yeah. you probably should. Yeah. Um, Put, like, rocks in her vagina and stuff. Yeah. Basically. I mean, hey, do it to your own vagina, who cares? Do it to others? Don't do that. You um, can pick your friends and you can pick your nose, but don't stick rocks in my vagina. <laughs> in your yeah. friend's vagina. Yeah, your friend's um, vagina. <laughs> so, she does that. Thanos is like, oh, fuck, what do I do? And... Uh, this is when she gets the gauntlet, correct? Yeah. So she gets the gauntlet, and she's about to just fucking fly that shit into the time machine, as she's been instructed to, and, you know, go from there. And Thanos is like, you know what? They just took down my ship. They have, they have a pretty good chance of winning at this point. Uh, they're, they're higher than I thought. I'm going to at least do as much as I can to fuck them up. So then he throws his badass sword right at the van and destroys it so that they can't use the time machine. So now, and this is, they gotta fight. after the moment where Captain Marvel is trying to go for the time machine, and a huge horde of monsters appears in front of her. And then, we get a moment in the fight where apparently every single woman in the MCU was there at that time. Yep. And the camera just keeps pulling back to reveal more female yeah. characters. <laughs> it's another time where I thought they would have started throwing in new characters. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, me, what, me guess, here. You got yeah, some here. What you uh, Pam's here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Pam and Angela. <laughs> Man, Angela's gonna kick some ass. Yeah. Oh, shit, Squirrel Girl, finally. <laughs> <laughs> what an introduction. 
Oh, look, yeah. it's it's Rosie O'Donnell. Just Rosie O'Donnell, not not a character. <laughs> just, just Rosie O'Donnell. Oh wait, it's all of the View. <laughs> They're all here. Oh. Whoopee! Whoopee! The View. <laughs> Captain Janeway is here. What do you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's like Star Trek characters. Who knows? There's just so much stuff going on. Princess <laughs> Leia. She can do that. That's yeah. what they can happen in this they, movie. Seven of Nine is in this movie. Heck yeah. yeah. They pan for like eight minutes. I mean, you see every woman who's ever existed in the history of all time. Jonah, Far- right back to Eve. Jonah Park is Mom? there. <laughs> what are you doing? And then they all start kicking ass, and we realize two things we've always known: Captain Marvel and Scarlet Witch are the most useful of all the women in the universe. Also, the most useful of all the characters in the whole fucking movie. Pretty much, yeah. they can pretty much do whatever the fuck they want. Scarlet Witch fights Thanos with just her one hand at one point, mm-hmm. and does not die. And destroys his sword in the process. Yes, destroys the sword before he throws it off. And, uh... Yeah, so then the women get their the little moment to fight. And this is kind of a little... It's not like a pandering moment, but it's still nice to have. And to kind of see that there are actually a bunch of really nice female characters in this franchise. Mm-hmm. And then we get the moment where... It's pretty interesting. Like, like uh, Captain Marvel is kicking Thanos' ass. And so to save himself, he plucks the, the power gem out of the, the, the gauntlet... And blasts her away with it. Yeah, he like kind of puts it in his hand falls. and like punches her just with just the power stone and try to just like knock her off the the gauntlet. And he yeah, it back my in. question was why why was it necessary for him to take it out? Because we've seen him use individual stones while on the glove. He so. didn't have it on his hand yet. It was definitely on his hand. It was probably no, no, like she, coming she still off. had it in her arms. They were wrestling for it, and he pulled the the power gem out. Hit her with it, and then she dropped it in the process, and then he got mm, it. Okay. And also, even if he already had it, it just looked kind of cool for him to pull the gym out. True. It, that just looks yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, so then he finally gets it on his hand, and he's coursing with power. And apparently, your your theater booed for this as well, right? My theater didn't so much boo as started gnashing their teeth as if they'd seen the most hated person in the world. Like if if Hitler had suddenly been, like walked out and like given everyone the double finger, it would have been the same reaction to this. Mm. Wow. <laughs> um, which is just crazy. Your theater is full of really really dumb people. Um, yeah. But so he gets the power back and he's like he's he is he is ready to snap those fingers. Oh yeah, and uh, wasn't Tony Stark just kind of hurt on his knees, like, wait, wait, this, I thought this was our, our one shot, and he, he looks over it at Doctor Strange, who knows where he is on the battlefield. <laughs> yeah. And, and Strange, okay, so, pre- let me preface this real quick, before the battle got started, Tony was talking, had a quick chat with uh, Doctor Strange, he was like, you said we got... We had one victory in 40 million. <laughs> Is this it? And Doctor Strange says, if I tell you, it won't happen. <laughs> so, we're jumping back to Tony. He sees Thanos has the glove. Obviously not good. And he looks over at Doctor Strange. And Strange just has this, like, how long was it? It was probably like 20 seconds of him holding up his finger. <laughs> and Tony was just yeah, like, it took so long. What? One <laughs> for for Tony Stark being like one of the smartest men in this universe. Apparently, he was like, "Oh." <laughs> At first, he's like, "Oh, what? What's up there?" Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as as Thanos is about to snap and 
kill all these people over again. You know, it might be a little, a little change up since it's the second snap. But anyway, Tony jumps on him. You know, Thanos is quick to slap him off after a little crack. And Thanos is like, no more games. Snap. But nothing happens. He looks over at his glove. All the, all the Infinity Gems are gone. No stones, buddy. No stones. He's got we no cut stones. to Tony Stark on his knees, a little exhausted. But his Iron Man gauntlet is all just full of those sweet, sweet gems. And he just looks at Thanos and his big purple face is like, Oh, did, did you mean this? Such, oh my such god, amazing moment. <laughs> I'm getting sexual experience for you for everyone. <laughs> this, um, this whole movie was a sexual experience. Yeah, this movie for me. was a bunch of, it was like a three hours of like edging that led to many climaxes. Um, <laughs> and, it was a great dueling lines moment where Thanos says, Before he snaps his fingers, I am inevitable, yes. nothing happens. And then Tony Stark goes to snap his fingers Tony and says, Tony Stark gets his moment. Tell, say it. He says, I am. And I was like, here comes the joke. They're going to go not serious. And he says, Iron Man. And snaps his fingers. <laughs> Bam. And uh. so this sets off, um, in the end, probably the most important part of the movie. Um, this all, this war, all that stuff that happens, it kind of leads to Tony Stark. Obviously, like, you know, as we know from earlier, the Infinity Gauntlet can fuck somebody up. It fucks Thanos up. It fucks Hulk up really bad. A regular human being like Tony Stark can't handle it. So after the snap, he's not looking so good, and he's basically starting to die, as we can tell. Well, what happens to Thanos and his army? Oh, they all disappear. Of course. Who cares? Um, <laughs> duh. And so then we get um, some pretty incredible emotional moments where I, li- I kind of liked this contrast because in, the, in Infinity War... Um, Peter, uh, Tony Stark had to watch Peter Parker die in his arms, um, but you know, with with the with, there's a chance that he'd see Peter again. We didn't know at the time. There's a chance, and then Peter Parker has to watch Tony Stark die, knowing there's no chance he'll ever see him again. It's very emotional, very moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, man, got the. Tom Holland is incredible. I I love the MCU Spider-Man. I'm so glad he came on because most of the moments I cried throughout Infinity War and Endgame involved Spider-Man. Like this moment where he's like, "No, Mr. Stark, we won. <laughs> we won, Mr. Stark." Yeah. And then he has to watch he has to watch Tony die just like Tony had to watch Spider-Man die and uh goddamn, they're so good. They're so good. Yeah. It's uh, a very good scene. It kind of shows the aftermath, and then the the really the really important part to me about the, the the snap done by Tony Stark here is that twelve years ago, eleven years ago, whatever it was, we watched the first Iron Man movie, and we liked the character of Tony Stark, but Tony Stark was still a, a very at his core he was still a very selfish person, and he was doing whatever he could to you know get to the top. For himself he was very rich very egotistical all that stuff and mostly pretty selfish and throughout these movies we've, we've watched him develop so much as a person he's still been stubborn he can still be selfish at times but he's does he takes other people's lives very seriously and so the moment that we watch him go the last moment we get to see him 
as an alive person. He does the most selfless thing he can do and saves the rest of the universe um, and gives his life for it. And it was just so incredible watching this, thinking back to the character we first saw and the character we see now. And I just, I was really moved by that. And he gets no final lines either. No. Yeah. He says, I am Iron Man, and then from then on, he's just too fucked up to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like that too, because I could have totally seen them going, uh, he makes uh, uh, one smart-ass remark, and then he goes, but no, it was nothing. He, he just died doing one of the most heroic things he's like he's done and i thought that was just a perfect conclusion for his character yeah agreed agreed so yeah this leads us into um uh tony fart Tony Fart. Hey, <laughs> God. Tony Fart. Way to, God way to undermine <laughs> this emotional God, moment. Why did it have to be right now? Oh, Are okay. you Tony Stank? Okay. Okay, guys, no more jokes. It's Tony Fart. Fuck. <laughs> it's Fart Start. Damn it. Fuck it. It's Tony Stark's funeral. And. Everyone is here except for Natalie Portman. (laughs) (laughs) Even the kid from Iron Man 3 who helps him fix his suit, who is now a grown man, (laughs) is there. Nick Fury comes out of hiding and is there. Mm -hmm. I had had to do a little research uh, at the end there because just like, who is that kid? Oh yeah, that's him. But what I really liked about this scene is as far as I could tell, they had it looked like they literally had everybody there on set all these big name actors are all there for this one day of shooting as they're panning across and you see everybody and i think now in today's day and age with everyone's schedules being crazy finding one day where everybody was available to come in and be in this scene i thought that in itself was pretty goddamn incredible yes they were able to get everyone mm-hmm. except Natalie Portman to sign on to this movie. And it was just <laughs> very impressive. And it was cool. And, um, I mean, obviously very heartfelt. This is this is one of the other moments where I, you know, shed some tears. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was, uh, of course. very emotional. And, yeah, it was a good set-off. There was even a nice little joke where they have his little, his little all-spark, which is what I call it, even though I shouldn't. They <laughs> have uh, <laughs> his, little, his little reactor... And it says, uh, proof that Tony Stark has a heart. Or had a heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by the way, where were the Transformers during the final battle? Yeah, they would have been (laughs) kind of useful. I think Optimus would have been a a pretty great, helpful hand there. They were busy uh, not stopping the Holocaust when they couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me and Ben actually have a Transformers podcast coming up pretty soon. Yeah. All we talk about is the Romeo and Juliet law from Age of Extinction. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Uh, so after this, uh, the funeral happens, and then they decide to send Captain America back in time to uh, return the Infinity uh, Stones to their original uh, points of the timeline to to keep things uh, uh, from getting too crazy. Because uh, the Ancient One, Tilda Swinton pointed out earlier that it would cause bad things to happen if her stone was not returned, uh, like all those stones. So he goes back and does that. And he's supposed to teleport back in as soon as he's done, like five seconds later. But, Marcus, what happens instead? Well, 
Well, after the five-second interval, um, who is it? It's <laughs> Dr. Hulk, <laughs> Bucky, and... Sam Wilson. Sam. Yes. <laughs> and they're looking They're looking for Cap. Like, where, where'd he go? Where is he? They don't see him, but there's an old man sitting on the bench, probably 10 feet away. And they, they come to the realization, Bucky and Sam, that, oh, oh, he, he stayed back and, like, lived his life. So... Sam goes and talks to him, and our old Captain America um, basically presents Sam with the shield. Saying, hey, man, like, how's it feel on you? Uh, Sam replies with, um, it feels like it belongs to someone else. <laughs> yeah. So basically, hey. we find out that, I mean, as soon as he went back in time, a lot of us were like, he ain't coming back. He went, lived out his life with Peggy, not Peggy, yeah, Peggy Carter, and yeah, they got to dance to nice music, and in a really, really funny like moment, Sam was like, are you going to tell me about it? And he's like, nah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nah, Keeping <bro>. this for <laughs> myself. And so ba- basically, he, he uh, knights the new Captain America. In, in very little words, makes gives Sam the uh, agency over that role. Um, we also forgot to mention about Thor. Uh, he goes oh, yeah. in New Asgard. He re- relinquishes the, the the kingship and gives it over to Valkyrie. Gives her she's now the queen of New Asgard, and he rides off with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're going to look for Gamora. And no one's quite sure who's in charge, him or uh, Star <laughs> yes, Lord. Kind of, uh, we all know who's in charge. Very, Come on. Very unsurprisingly power dynamic between the two of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, two large blonde men. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so after the Captain America scene, you just you see him dance with uh, Peggy Carter. A uh, nice little song plays, and we're out. Credits. Credits, credits roll. And they give a credit to everyone, and then the, the credits kind of shot me because, like, I, at first I wasn't paying like direct attention to them. I was just like kind of like thinking about the movie, and then, but by the time I started paying attention, I was like, oh, they've probably done all the main guys. And then I just see this incredible title card come up for Jeremy Renner. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, they really—he gets his signature and his characters in the middle, and it looks cool. And that was the moment when I realized. That they didn't do the main six just yet. The, the six who were like the original Avengers. So they started with Jeremy Renner and went up the chain and ended with Robert Downey Jr. But I, at first I didn't notice that. So I just thought they were really fucking into Jeremy Renner. <laughs> I was like, is Renner getting a Nobel Peace Prize or some <laughs> shit? What the fuck? Um, but yeah, and that's kind of that's where the movie ends. And, you know, me, me and we, we, we kind of set it with our opening remarks, but. I mean, this movie impressed the hell out of me, and it, it did more than I thought a comic book movie could do, and I know uh, on the next day on Twitter, me and Ben were talking about, I mean, me and Ben have, you know, we've, we've watched these Marvel movies together for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that we saw the first Avengers movie when we were in high school, and yeah. we were we were there, and we were like, this is the biggest movie we're ever going to see. Mm-hmm. How are they ever going to be bigger than the Avengers? And, I mean, this is the culmination of all of that, and I, I think they, they knocked it out of the park, and... 
I mean, now I do say that aside from maybe a big Star Wars release, this might be the biggest movie I'm ever going to watch. Well, yeah, obviously. watching this movie and being a part of the the lucky few million who saw it, op- not only opening night, but opening weekend, I just sat there watching this feeling like this is probably what they felt like when the first Star Wars movie came out and all these other big event movies came out is I can't wait to to uh, be hopefully still alive 40 years from now and telling my grandchildren about about this but by the time they have Star Wars 78 or whatever how many how many of those we get it's like oh you think that's big I was there for the opening of Avengers Endgame and they're like oh that piece of shit yeah that movie fucking sucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I'm sure by then stuff other crazy shit will have happened but as of right now I feel like like I said earlier this is one of if not the greatest cinematic achievement of all time being able to release a three-hour-long movie, not have any anyone really complain about the length, have it r- beautifully wrap up 11 years of storytelling. If this was in the hands of anyone else, this would have been a huge mess. This would have been a disaster. But you put it in the hands of the Russos, who have a very steady track record with the, all these other Marvel movies. You have a great producer, Kevin Feige. Like, say what you will about the uh, conglomeration that is Disney, but they, they, they put the Marvel Cinematic Universe in great hands with, it, with Kevin Feige. He knows what he's doing, and I trust him. I think it's Feige. Kevin Feige. Oh, okay. Just, just to be fair, we think it's Feige. Well, I, I'm going to look this up right now because this is going to bother me. Um, well, guys, I'm glad I'm glad you guys enjoy it, but... I think you guys are forgetting that Justice League 2 is right around the corner. Uh, okay. So, for our... Has it even been announced yet? Actually, Justice League 2 was supposed to come out June of this year, but they have obviously very much changed the schedule of um, uh, the DC movies. So sad. Not I was sad really looking all. forward to it. Uh, no, you weren't. Um, <laughs> Damn it. So... For our right for our closing arguments for this movie, we got to come up with our ra- our patented rating system that all of our fans are dying for. So, what are we gonna rate Avengers Endgame out of? I feel like it should be about how many broken timelines are there. <laughs> all right, out of five broken timelines, what do you give this movie? Let's start. Let's start the horn with Old Marky. Old who? That's you, Marcus. Oh. <laughs> well, um, I mean, this this movie is basically perfect. Like, all the good characters, well, every character got, like, some awesome moments, some awesome times. Uh, it, it wrapped up beautifully. It's It has a conclusion, well, sort of, kind of, for s- certain characters. It's, ugh. It's it's a freaking masterpiece. So, you know, I'm going five split off timelines out of five. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, let's go, Ben. Yeah, uh, man. Like, if you, if you're a casual fan, I'm sure you could find things about this movie to nitpick. 
you could nitpick until the cows come home, especially with the time travel. But if you've been a loyal Marvel movie fan and you've been following this franchise since its inception, since Iron Man, and you followed everything faithfully up until this point, this has to be one of the most satisfying conclusions to any story I have ever I've ever watched I've ever read just overall just one of the most satisfying conclusions to anything honestly I know we have more superhero movies coming out but in a weird way it kind of felt like the end of superhero movies if there were no more superhero movies after this honestly I I, I mean I would I wouldn't feel that bad but of course you know I love these movies and I will watch superhero movies till the day I die but like I said I think this movie is it's just a masterpiece just the things they were able to pull off with this movie we saw things in this movie that they never could have done even 10 years ago much less 20 years ago can you imagine what this movie would have looked like if they tried to do it in 1999 it would have been a freaking mess they probably would have had m night Shyamalan directed it would have been a nightmare but so i think this movie i think i think this movie is just a masterpiece i'll give it I'm, I'm, I got to give it five out of five uh, broken timelines. All right. I'll go next. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, this movie impressed me a lot. Um, I loved Infinity War. I gave Infinity War six out of six Infinity Stones when we reviewed it. Um, I thought this was a great follow-up to that. I thought this was a great culmination of that story that got started with Iron Man. I think this was a great story about Tony Stark and about the Avengers and about you know what it means to be super and what what it really takes to save the universe from something like Thanos and it, it does fun stuff with timelines it does fun stuff with character interactions it gives you really meaningful moments that you don't find in a lot of um, big blockbuster movies in my opinion um, if you've watched all 22 movies or if you've even watched half of them you have connections to these characters, and you like where they've gone, and you like what you're seeing now. And they not only do they really cap off a great part of the Marvel Universe, they open up um, the future for the new characters like Black Panther and Spider-Man to really run with the universe. Um, so yeah, there's no way I'm going any less than five out of five broken timelines. I, I love this movie, and I'm, I'm just I'm gonna watch it a bunch. All right, well. Uh, I'll go last. I'll say I'll say my piece here. Um, I think that uh, Endgame um, is uh, it caps off, you know, like we said before, twenty two movies now of the Marvel universe, and what it what it is to me is the Marvel universe is interesting in how it is, it is directly attempting to take the comic book way of telling stories and translate it into movies, and I'm fine with that. And I, my hope, my dream, my wish, my one prayer in the world is that everyone else sees what Marvel did and says, okay, cool, that's their thing. We'll let them do that thing and we are all going to fuck off and do our own kinds of movies that follow other structures because I do not want every film, every series turned into a 22 film franchise and I have to see all of them to understand and as a person who grew up reading comic books and understands the downsides of the big crossover events when you do too many of them too quickly, 
they just sort of lose their 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 effectiveness. I hope that this is sort of like when Marvel says this is the end of the first phase of their movies. I hope they really mean that and try something else in the future. But I can put all that aside and I can think about how it's going to make me feel, and I can put aside all my quibbles and my nitpicks and my my the flaws I found in it that that are like logical, rational reasoning. Uh, uh, ways of thinking and just focus on how it made me feel which I, I believe that movies should have those things that are like technical but they should also be about how they make you feel and this movie made it felt fucking awesome to watch it I'll be honest like it felt fucking great it was it had it was funny it had action it had uh, like good like good character moments that was a culmination of all that time that I'm, I'm talking about beforehand so yeah fuck it I mean I'm going to break the streak here. I'm sorry. It's four out of five broken timelines. But before I went in to watch it, I thought it would be two. I had no idea they could pull it off as well. Oh, what a down note to end this episode. <laughs> boo. <laughs> yeah, boo me out. They booed Brie Larson. He won't call it a perfect movie for some reason. Oh, so, I don't think the answer, there's only one perfect movie, and it's called Bad Boys 2. Well, you're not wrong. That's there. all there is. Um, and Spike is yeah. 3D. Yes, Spike is 3D. <laughs> it is up there. Um, but yeah, that's been our review of Avengers Endgame. It's been by far the longest thing we've ever recorded. Like almost two hours. Yeah, so we're going we're to cap this off as, as quickly as we can. Uh, we don't have to do any of our sign-offs for bonus episodes, but we'll go ahead and do a little, little thing. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter at Life of Seth. I'm a Smith. I'm on Twitter at MC Surf. I'm Marcus. You can find me at Mr. Beaches on Instagram. I am uh, Ben. You can find me on Twitter at TheBenPowell.com. And also, just another reminder, I do have a wrestling podcast, Southern Smackdown, the podcast, where we talk about any and all things uh, going on in the uh world of professional wrestling however we are taking a couple of weeks hiatus because work's about to get nuts that's all i'm really gonna say so expect a new episode after may 12th nice um ben also made our theme song for our show and marcus is also our artist so good for yeah them. and marcus is working on a, a, a updated sort of logo for us too Oh, yes. Yes, I am. Marcus is like, oh, yes, I was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for reminding me. I'm looking at it on my computer right now. <laughs> um, All right. Well, I think that's it for the week, or for this this bonus episode, yeah, y'all. That's been it for our in-game uh, review. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, he ruined it and didn't get five out of five, but I, I tried All to right. set him up for it. So, But, yeah, that's it. I'm out. I mean, this is a little late in the podcast, but spoiler warnings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to edit. I'm going to go back and edit that into the beginning. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, I feel like it'd be funny if you just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm out. Out. Deuces. Uh, good, good, goodbye, everyone. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>